How's everybody doing? Praise God. We would normally have a video here, but it's not working so well for us today. So I'll be the announcement person. How's that? <laughs> I do want to let you know, and you'll get an email or a text this week, but we are doing water baptism next Sunday morning. So if you have not been water baptized or you know somebody who needs to be water baptized, we will be doing it. And our elder Mike Fox is going to be doing the baptism, everybody. So... I am so excited about that. So make sure you jump online and register, and uh, we're going to have a good day next week. Amen? I think that's all that's on there. Listen, we have planned the calendar into 2021. We have Bishop and Pastor Gloria coming the first of the year, the first Sunday of 2021. And so make sure you check the church app, check the website. There's all kinds of wonderful events that are being planned. Amen? We're going to put the church in uh, first gear. How's that? Maybe we're in first gear already. What do you guys think? Maybe we'll put it in second gear. It's just time to get church happening again. Amen. So I'm so glad all of you are here. And what a wonderful morning. And Alex had texted me. He said, can we do extended worship this morning? And I said, absolutely. Let's do our communion and just allow the presence of God to flow through our life. Amen. We've really been talking about this, what the church is going to look like as the Spirit of God begins to visit us. And we just don't know, right? But we need to make room for Him. Amen. Let's give Him a little space, space to breathe in there. And so it's just very exciting to where I know the Lord is positioning our church. But this morning I'm only going to talk a little bit. What do I got, five minutes here? I can say a lot in five minutes. <laughs> I may take a little extra, y'all, so just hang on a second. I'm just going to take a few minutes because we want to get the word in there. I want to set a little platform for our new series that the Lord has really put in my heart. And it's called The Promises of Jubilee. And all week long, all I kept hearing the Lord say is new. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. And I'm just like, Lord, just speak to me. And so all of a sudden he said, talk about the year of Jubilee. And so we're going to go back into the Old Testament a little bit, and we're going to talk about what the year of Jubilee is and really how can we apply this year of Jubilee in our personal lives today. Amen. So I believe in this year of Jubilee that God wants us to let go of the past. God wants to let go of those things that we don't need to hang on anymore. It's time to wave goodbye to the past. Wave goodbye to even the good things, amen, the things that we don't like or maybe people have spoken about us or failures. It's time to let that go. And it doesn't matter what the world looks like right now. It may be overwhelming to you. It may be like what is happening and what is going on in the world. But I'm going to tell you something. God has a plan. God has a perfect plan, and he's right in the middle of this situation, and God sits on the throne, amen. Bishop said last week, God's not wringing his hands. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I know in my spirit that God is setting the church up for miracles and for a visitation of his spirit. This is a time for God to show off his church, amen. And so he's getting us ready for that. And so we need this time of letting go of the past and looking forward. I want to excite you. I want to ignite your faith. Whatever dreams or desires you have, whatever you think has passed you by or you've missed or, or whatever it is, God wants to ignite those dreams once again. He wants to ignite your faith. This is the time to dig down into faith like we've never digged in before. Is that a word? We dug in before. We're going to dig in. Amen. Why? Because I believe we're living in a time where God is moving in suddenlies. 
I believe God is going to show up, and when he shows up, it's going to be right now. So God wants you to get your faith going, get excited about what he's doing in your life, in your family, and in this world. Because when he opens up heaven, I'm going to tell you, it's going to go really fast. Faith Builders Church is positioned to receive the harvest that God has called us to reach. The lost is coming into this church, amen. The broken are coming into this church. The people who need healing in their body or in their soul are coming into this church. We are a hospital for the sick. And we have the presence of God for them to find healing and hope, amen. When we came into our 21 days of prayer and fasting, the Lord gave me a word. And this has happened in faith builders in the past. But God said, I'm going to send in pastors that have been broken in this season. Maybe they don't have their churches in this season. And they need a place of refuge. They need a place of healing. And I received two phone calls over the weekend of pastors who want to come and sit in this body and just be healed and touched by the Lord. And then we're going we're gonna to wrap our arms around them. We're going to love them, restore them back to life. And if God wants to send them back out, we're going to send them back out to do the work of the kingdom. Amen. That's what this season is all about. God doing the supernatural realm. So I want to look really quick because I'm going to probably get through one point this morning. And that's, it's a quick one, I promise. Y'all can have lunch today, I promise. You don't mind, huh? You're a word church. All right, Leviticus. We're going to go back into the Old Testament where the, the year of Jubilee began. And what you have to understand about the Old Testament, it is the outward expression, inward working power of God in our life today. So the Old Testament is a shadow. And so what you're going to see as we look at the year of Jubilee, it was things that they had to work out. They had to do things in the natural, work out their sabbatical time with God. But remember, when we're in Christ Jesus... And we'll go through this in our series. When you're in Christ Jesus, now you are under the new covenant. We don't have to do the works of the kingdom in order for God to fulfill things in our life. Amen. But in this Old Testament, they had to, what the Bible says is they had to do seven years of being in the sabbatical, seven years of obeying the law, and then another seven years and another seven years. But the year of Jubilee was something they looked forward to with anticipation. The year of Jubilee was new beginnings. It was all the debts that they had were, were um, given away. They didn't have to owe their debts anymore. Somebody say hallelujah. That's the will of God. Right? So they anticipated this year of Jubilee to come because it was a new beginning. But what we have to understand as believers, we don't have to fulfill the law anymore. Jesus fulfilled the law. So every day as a believer is the day of Jubilee. Every day that you wake up and you open your eyes, it is a brand new day in Christ Jesus. It's the day that God wants to wipe your debt away. It's the day that God wants to deliver your healing. It's the day that God wants to restore marriages, amen. Set people free, deliver people. You are living in jubilee because of the grace and mercy of our resurrected Savior. Amen. You are in Jubilee. So we need to ignite our faith that it's not how much you do that causes you to earn it. It's because of the stripes of Jesus who paid the price, who gave us Jubilee power and authority today. Everybody say today. 
you have authority today. When you walk out that door, you need to have your head high and your shoulders back and say, God is performing miracles for me. And you need to wake up in the morning with anticipation and say, God, what's happening today? Who's going to call me and give me favor? Who's going to promote me today? Who's going to bless me today? My children's going to pick up the phone. We need to get excited for this year of Jubilee because when your faith is ignited, God will meet you at your faith and he'll perform the suddenlies. It's not too late for you. Say, it's not too late. It's not too late for you. we got to get our anticipation up and excited for what God is doing. So Jubilee is where you live now as a believer. So listen, on the 49th day at midnight, can you imagine what the children of Israel were so excited about? They understood this year Jubilee. They were probably staying up all, like better than Santa Claus, right? Going to stay up all night long. I can't wait for that sun to rise because when that sun rise, it's a brand new day for me. They had anticipation. They had an excitement for that next day because everything was rewritten. It's that button that you get to push reset. But you have a reset with Jesus. You have a reset. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. So let's look at this scripture verse and let's pick up with where he's at in, in verse 9. Leviticus 25. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement, and you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. Now listen, the year of Jubilee was coming, but what had to happen first? There was the sound of the trumpet. See, whenever there's a sound of the Holy Spirit, God shows up. Whenever there's a sound of God, miracles begin to happen. And so they had to listen for this trumpet, and this trumpet was like a ram's horn. And does anybody know what a shofar looks like? You'll have to look it up online. It's a twisted ram's horn, and what they would do is the priests would go out, and they would blow it on the day of Jubilee. And everyone would hear the sound, no matter where they would were, and they could rejoice and celebrate because they heard the sound of atonement. They heard the sound of the new beginning. And I believe that in the church and in the seasons of the kingdom of God, there are the sounds of God that begin to make notice to the kingdom of God. I call them the clarion voice of God. There's a clarion voice of God. And if there ever was a voice of God that I know is so clear right now, it is the voice of God calling the church to come together. It's the voice of God calling the church to repentance. And I don't mean just, you know, we come up here and we bawl and we cry and have all of these emotions. But God is calling the Church of America to have true repentance, a heart change, a shift that I'm not going to behave this way anymore. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm giving it all away. And I'm stepping into all who God is. And as the church, we have to hear this sound. Listen, we cannot have church as normal. We can't go back to business as usual. It is so easy and comfortable to want to go back to business as usual. This is how we fight our battles. No. What I meant to say is this is how we do church. This is how we do our programs. This is how we set things up. And that's why I love that today we kind of we did it different. Why? Because I don't want to do things as business as usual. I want to allow the spirit to have a voice and a sound. If we're not hearing the voice of repentance, we can never move into the next season that God has called the church to move into. 
Different seasons of the church. God allows the church to behave a certain way and get away with certain things. And God's saying, now I'm doing a new thing. I'm coming with my spirit. I'm coming with my power. And I need a church that is ready and armed and focused and has my power and authority and know who you are. That's the church that I will raise up in this hour to do my signs, wonders, and miracles through. Amen. We've got to be ready. We've got to hear the sound of this jubilee. We don't have to wait for a year of jubilee. We live jubilee every single day. Amen. So when you think about this shofar that was sounded in the sound of jubilee, it um, is, was listed 72 times in the Bible, in the New Testament and in, in the Old Testament. And it was sounded for many reasons. And one of them was that when Moses was on the mountain with spending time with God, before God came down and visited with Moses, there was the sound of the trumpet according to Exodus, and God came down and dwelt with Moses. Remember, he was, the presence of God was so strong on him. Remember, he had the glory that was all around him. So when there was the sound of the trumpet, God showed up. See, there's a sound of the trumpet right now. There's a clarion call of God that is saying, get ready for what I'm about to do for my church. God is opening up, and when you hear that sound, he's about to show up. And so he wrote the law with Moses, and we know the Ten Commandments and all of that. The next time you hear of the shofar is the walls of Jericho. When they marched around that impossible city, that impossible barrier that maybe doesn't seem like it can fall down, they heard the sound of the shofar. And when all of those millions of, of Israelites walking around that Jericho that seemed impossible, they stopped and heard the sound of God. And when they heard the shofar, what happened? The walls came tumbling down. See, when you hear God, God's about to show up. We have to get ready. And what happened? Those, the Bible, the scholars say that the ground had to open up and the walls had to fall down flat because they would never be able to get over and conquer the enemy. What is that? That's the supernatural. That's what God wants us to walk into the church is the supernatural power of God. Amen. Let's look at another time. Of course, the Day of Atonement and the Year of Jubilee when the Ark of the Covenant would show up. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. And when they would lose the ark and it would come back to the children of Israel, when the ark was on its way, what would they do? They'd sound the shofar. And what the Israelites would hear that God's presence is back in our camp. God's favor has come back to our, our Israelites, right? So God is sounding the shofar for us to hear the year, the blessings of Jubilee. Amen. Now I want us to look really quick to 1 Thessalonians this morning. And I'm going to flip over there really quick. And I want you to hear one of the most important sounds that we are going to hear as Christ followers. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, this is the comfort of Christ's return. Now listen, I don't believe in this moment that we are living in the end of the end days. We're seeing some signs, but God has to fulfill prophecy. There are many things that has to happen, and one is the revival of the church. One is the great harvest that has to come into the kingdom. I think we're closer than we've ever been, right? But we're not in the end of the end times because God needs to show up. But we need to understand the sound. And it says this in verse 13, this is my comfort. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep or died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. What does that mean? People that have passed on that are already gone to be with the Lord, God is saying, I don't want you to be wrapped up in sorrow. Why? Because they have come into my presence. And one day, you'll be with them too. So we don't have to be bound by sorrow, amen? 
We can release them into the presence of God and know that one day I'm going to meet them too. They're just on a journey just a little bit ahead of us. Amen. You go to verse 14 and it says this, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, there's the belief, right? If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who are asleep in Jesus. So what is the prerequisite we need to understand is to believe that Jesus died and rose again on the cross. It's an acceptance of our salvation. It's not enough to just come to church. It's not enough for somebody just to come and worship. And that's all wonderful. But that is not an assurity of salvation. We have to know, and this is what I believe God is bringing the church to and people to, is our own inner search. Am I right with Jesus? Am I right with the Lord? And God is allowing you to have your own accountability with God in this time in your life. Do you believe that Jesus died and resurrected and have you chosen him to be the Lord and Savior of your life? Amen. It's so important because then you want to hear the sound that's going to come. So let's keep going. What does it say? In verse 16, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven. And this is what we can get really excited about. When the Lord is coming back, there are going to be three sounds that we are going to hear. And I told the first service, I pray to God that we are able here on earth to hear, especially this first one. But I want you to look at this. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Everybody say shout. When God decides to come back for his church, there's going to be a shout from heaven. And I don't know if we hear it. I really hope we're going to hear it. I can't imagine what that shout is going to sound like. But that word shout there means God's going to give a command or an order or a signal that does what? To stimulate a, a cry of his, of his spirit. So what is God going to do? He's going to command the armies of angels to open up and allow us, them, to come back down here on earth. There's going to be a command from God. It's going to be the first sound that we hear. When you hear the sound, what happens? God shows up. Do we hear the sound of the Spirit right now as the church? This is my mission as your pastor. Do you hear the sound, the clarion voice of the Spirit that all is well? I've given you power and authority on earth, amen. Greater works you shall do in my name than Jesus even did. This is the voice of the Spirit of God. He's shouting that sound. Then it goes on to say, um, and the voice of an archangel, and that word voice there means a sound or a tone or a, a language. See, when God comes back for his church, he's going to command it to happen, right? And then there's going to be a sound of the angels. Can you imagine what that sound is going to sound like in our ears? I can't even imagine what the sound of heaven is. And as I'm listening to our praise team and even today, like, I'm waiting for this sound that comes from heaven. Because where the miraculous is going to happen is not going to be by just singing a bunch of church songs. It's not going to be about us getting goosebumps, although that's really awesome and that probably is a part of it. But our team is tapping into that sound of heaven. There's a tone of the presence of God that when the earth heals it, hears it, it manifests the power of God. When the tone shows up of heaven, people are healed. When the sound of heaven comes forth, people are delivered. Amen. It's not by our emotions, but it's by the power and the sound of God. Amen. 
And my heart's desire is for that sound. And I, I, I can hear, I, I don't know, Alex, if you're with me, but I can hear little bitty breakthroughs of that happening in the heavens over our church. Church, I can hear this sound that is desperately trying to penetrate so that the releasing of the power and the demonstrations of God can show up in this church, in this city, and touch and change people's lives. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So let's keep going. There was the, the, the voice of God, the shout, the voice of the arch, arch angle, the, town, the tone. And with the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. What is that trumpet? It's the shofar again. So when God comes back for his church, it'll be unmistakable. It'll be this sound that we have never heard before. Amen. And we will know and we will be ready for the return of Jesus Christ. And verse 17 says, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the crowds to clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Listen, we are living in Jubilee. It is the time for the miracles of God. It is time for the manifestations of the power of God in our life. Amen. We, the church, we have the end of the story. We have the end. We go up to be with Jesus. It is time for the church to declare this wonderful message of God to a broken and dying world. Amen. Amen. And allow this manifestation of God to be here on earth. I, how much time do I have? One minute. I got to get you guys out of here. I'm so bummed right now, but that's okay. We always have another Sunday. Amen. Now listen to this. There's no jubilee in your life. No jubilee without repentance. There's no jubilee without repentance. And I mean true repentance to God. I don't mean working up emotions, but a repentance that says, God, here I am. All that I am is all that you are. And I'll be willing to lay it all on the line. Listen, when I gave my life to Jesus back in 1980, what was it, five or something, I don't know. At that moment, I was raised in a Christian home. I was raised, you know, I went to a private school. It was that moment I encountered Jesus and he knocked on my heart's door. And, and the Lord really challenged me. And, he, and I knew the cost it would take. Am I willing to pay the price? Am I willing to get rid of the friends? Am I willing to say, yes, Lord, it's all? Am I willing to toe the line and follow him no matter what? And you know what? I didn't go, yeah, I'm ready to do that, God. I sat there quiet for a minute. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to weigh the cost. Because I didn't want to play games with the Lord. I wanted to weigh that cost. And, of course, after a few minutes, I said, yes, Lord, I'm going to give you my all. My life is yours. You do what you want with it. And it's been the best journey I could ever have knowing that I have Jesus in my life. Amen. The assurity of my salvation that when I take my last breath here on earth, I will spend eternity with my creator. Amen. And that's what God wants for his church. And that's what he wants for you in this room and those that are listening is that Jesus wants you to know that you have an surety that the moment you close your eyes here on earth, you're going to take your next breath into eternity with our God. Amen. So I want to offer that to you this morning. And maybe some of you just need to come back to the Lord. You know, maybe some of you just need that fresh fire to come back again. And maybe some of you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior. I don't know where you're at in this room, but God knows where you're at. Amen. And all I'm asking you to do is search your heart. And say, God, I'm willing to surrender it all to you. I'm willing because I want to enter into my jubilee. I want to have these blessings. I want to have this favor. I want to have whatever you've lined in my life. But we need Jesus first. Amen. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God 
and everything else would be added unto you. It's time for the church to be the church, amen? It's time for the church to look like the church. And it's time for us to be bold and courageous. Bold and courageous. This, this world needs Christians that are bold in their faith, not wishy-washy, not compromising. And this isn't a condemning message, but the church, the world needs a, a church that knows the power of God and how to move in God's power. And that's the church that he is rallying, amen. That's the church that he is calling together. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to teach you more about Jubilee. But just these last points, this is what I'm going to be teaching you on. Through Jubilee, what do you find? You find freedom. We need freedom in our life from all that has held us captives. And we're going to learn the difference between slaves and prisoners. What's the difference? God wants to set you free from some of those things. Restoration is part of Jubilee. He wants to restore you, everything that you've lost, everything that's been stolen, or anything that you have forfeited. Have you ever just put anything on the back burner and said, I don't, I'm not even going to believe you for it, God, anymore. We settle in with just not having it. And God's saying, no, I want to give you those things that you felt you forfeited, that you let go in your life. We need restoration, amen. We need favor in our life. We're going to learn about that, receiving the provision and the protection of the Lord. And lastly, we're going to learn how to rest. Do you know that there's, there's power in resting? I'm a fighter. I, I'll run right at my enemy really hard. I'm a fighter by nature. Sometimes God just wants us to stop fighting. Just rest in the finished works. Rest in trusting him, amen. When, when they toil a garden or farmers toil the field, they'll plant in one field, right? They'll get the harvest and then let that field rest for a season. Why? Because it needs to produce harvest again. So sometimes God calls us to rest, and then we'll produce the fruit that God's called us to produce again. Amen. So we're going to learn those things over the next few weeks. And I know that God's going to do some awesome miracles in your life. Amen. Amen. Let me pray with you. I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sins. I need you to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I surrender all by faith. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, over November 4th, we're launching a new ministry here at the church called Celebrate Recovery. And you're going to hear a lot about that ministry. And this is so my heart and the heart of God because it's going to have people that have been broken, that are abused, that has emotional scars, eating addictions, whatever it is. And we have a ministry that is going to help people just like this. So we want to disciple you. We want to come alongside of you to grow in your faith and mature in your walk with Jesus. Amen. You can't do this alone. So keep coming to church. Keep finding community. Get plugged into these ministries. We can love you back to life and be and do what God's called you to be. Amen. Amen. I love you all so much. God bless you if you're welcome, Pastor Paul.